We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Thursday, September 29th edition of KCS and Update here, presented by our friends at DraftKings. Got a really special episode for you guys today. Sit down with Carmen Vitali of Fox Sports. She covers the NFC North, uh, usually is what she does. She covers, you know, the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings, those guys. But she's the former team reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who the Chiefs play this week. So we kind of go behind enemy lines here and get a little lowdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Carmen offers some really good insight on that team. She She's just around those guys just a little bit ago. So she has a lot of good insight uh, into what that team does. And, and even the coaches, uh, Todd Bulls, have a really good conversation about him as well. So make sure you stick around and listen to the whole episode. Uh, Carmen is, is fantastic. Make sure to go follow her uh, wherever you get your content on Twitter. At Carmi V is where she is, C-A-R-M-I-E-V. So make sure to go follow her for everything going on around the league. Uh, great episode today. Make sure to stick all the way to the end. So make sure to like and subscribe as well to the channel. Like the video if you if you do enjoy the video. Subscribe so you don't miss any Daily Chiefs content. We got you covered here at KC Sports Network. We know that there's a ton of Chiefs content out there. We're just happy that you make us one place that you stop on, on your journey to get everything you need to know about this football team, this exciting football team that Kansas City has on their hands. But before we get to the interview, let's hear a word from our friends at DraftKings. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With bigger payouts than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. 
Here's what you got to do. You got to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Carmen, thank you for joining me. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on, making some time for us here at KC Sports Network. Not your first time on the network either. You were uh, no. you were, had a podcast with uh, with BJ talking about, I believe it was before the NFL draft. I think that's yeah. that's right. It's where um, I proclaim my love for Tom McDuffie to the world. So That's right. How could I forget? You per- you basically manifested Trent McDuffie to Kansas City. I really did. Like when they when they got ended up getting him and I was like, "Wow, okay. I didn't think that they were going to be able to, but then I believe they traded up, yeah. Yes, uh, it Yeah, to go get him and I I think that was that will pay off. It will pay off eventually. 100%. I'm excited to see that guy back there back out there on the field. Uh getting injured in week 1 is always tough. Especially on that turf too. They a lot of turf issues. We've had a lot of players complain about fields this year. It seems like a yeah. lot more than usual. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Sterling Shepard with the Giants, although I think MetLife is kind of known for that a little bit because yeah. you had OBJ tweeting about it afterwards, like, nah, man, the grass is terrible. But I'd say we, I actually, the show I just got off for CHGO here in Chicago, uh, we ta- we had a whole discussion about why, like, why is this not more streamlined? Why is this not more regulated? Like, this is the NFL. Why are why do playing surfaces vary that heavily? Um or like if they're not held to like stricter standards or whatever it is, because yeah, right. they they're all very different, and it's hard on these guys' bodies. It is very hard. It's a hard sport already. No need to change playing surfaces like that so much. Right. Um, but Karma's not here to talk about playing surfaces. <laughs> uh, she's here to talk about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to do five things to watch mm-hmm. for. If you don't know Carmen already, Carmen used to be the team reporter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now yes. working for uh, Fox Sports, yes. covering the NFC North, but. She can't get away from those Buccaneers. Can I, I just can't. I was with them last weekend. I was in Tampa <laughs> this past weekend. Uh, so, and I got out, you know, in time. And I want to just say quickly, like, I hope that everything ends up okay in Tampa. And this game does get played uh, in Tampa because that is a big question mark right now. But I'm hoping that Tampa doesn't really sustain as much damage as uh, maybe they're expecting. Yeah, as we're recording this podcast, not a whole lot is really known about the location of the game, but it is certain that the NFL did declare that it's going to be on Sunday night regardless. Um, So that's kind of good for both teams to know that they're going to be playing on Sunday night. Uh, The Buccaneers, I believe, are already practicing in in Miami, so they've been displaced. Um, We've been talking all across the network how that could kind of heighten their their focus uh, on this game already. So um, a lot of things, a lot lot of – a lot of things to watch for in this game. Uh, there's there's a bunch of bunch of stuff going on. So, Carmen, what's kind of your first thing to watch for uh, in this Chiefs Bucks game? Well, you got Mike Evans coming back for this Bucks offense yeah. with that desperately needs some receivers. Uh, obviously, we saw this last weekend against the Packers, which is a very very good defense in itself. They completely shut down the Bucks offense. I mean, the Bucks held the Packers to 14 points, and they still couldn't pull off the win. So, that being said, Tom is going to get back his perhaps favorite target in Mike Evans. Uh, he's a big, obviously a big red zone threat given how big he is. And so he's going to be raring to go too. He's going to be off a week of rest, which was a suspension, but it was a week of rest. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, they're going to be looking to, you know, kind of get some, get something out of this offense because that's something that they've been struggling with this year. I think that's the number one thing that chiefs are going to have to look out for. It's Mike Evans. It's a great player. One of the top receivers in the league. 
That's true. Um, very one of my favorite players, honestly, Mike Evans, one of my favorite receivers to watch. This guy's just so dominant. Going back to even at Texas A and M, um, yeah. just a just a very solid receiver all around. You could tell that offense was really hurting uh, really? without without Mike Evans. And the most urgency they had all game was that last drive against the the Packers, and it was just it was. Like, I know. And they, yeah, to like to score and then to not get the two points because of the delay of game and all that kind of stuff. Like, you have two point plays, you practice two point plays in practice. You do not practice two point plays from the seven yard line. You don't do that. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that that's, so now you're going into like your third and long playbook and, and the different aspects of the, the call sheet and everything like that. Like, that's just no wonder there was so much confusion around that. Uh, but yeah, to lose in that fashion was, was frustrating for sure, because that, that's all they needed. They needed two points. <laughs> a score of 14, 12, who like, who thought, you know, the showdown between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady would be a defensive game. Because of course it was right. It'd be 14 to 12. And then you went, you went from that game, watching that game right into the Sunday night game that ended 11 to 10. So it's just like a couple of very weirdly scored games, but yeah. Just yes. a just a weird weekend of football. All right, let's get to your to your second thing to watch here. What do you got for us, Carmen? Uh, well, I mean, on the heels of that, the Bucks did only let up two touchdowns, and it was at the beginning of the game, and then they held the Packers scoreless throughout the rest of it. And this is, I think, we're looking at, and I'm, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but uh, we're looking at probably the best defense in the league at this point, and from all levels too. I mean, they were missing Akeem Hicks, and still let only let up two touchdowns. And then nothing the rest of the way. They completely stifled the Packers running game. And with the and they have the tandem of AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. They were a very potent tandem the week before against the Chicago Bears. And then here they come. They run into a complete brick wall that's not that's missing Akeem Hicks. Now we don't know if Akeem Hicks is going to be back for this week. Uh, I from everything that I have heard outside of that building, he is going to be out for a more prolonged period of time. Um, but that being said, Something that the defensive staff told me when I was there last week was we still have our best run stuffers, like in the, like yeah. without Akeem. Akeem is a really good pass rushing interior tackle, but they still have Vita Vea, they have William Golston, and they have Raheem Nunez, Nunez Rochez, who Chiefs fans should be familiar with, yeah. in that on that defensive interior. So I think that that's going to be you know really key in making the Chiefs offense completely one dimensional, but obviously that's not the focal point of the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs offense centers around Patrick Mahomes, but also the Bucks know how to deal with him too. So we'll yeah. see. These two teams have some history. Um, this yes, is this is starting to be quite uh, a rivalry, almost. Uh, I th- you could probably call it a rivalry at this point, especially yeah. what happened in the Super Bowl. But no, what I love about Vita Vey, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, where he dropped into pass coverage and then forced a fumble. Yeah. Yeah, he was he's amazing. Yeah, it I was last him. week. It was uh, right. Aaron Jones right at the goal line yes. and he drops into coverage and it's him and Levante David sandwiching Aaron Jones causes the fumble prevents Green Bay from scoring. Um, it was. Yeah, I mean, those are not two guys that you want to be sandwiched between. Vita Vea might be the peak of male athleticism. Uh, when he, you see him drop back, it's it's quite special. In all facets, because I was there for training camp, and uh, so I had seen him on one of their mic'd up segments, the Bucks mic'd yeah. up segments, completely delete a Gatorade can by shotgunning it. <laughs> so I went for training camp, and I was like, okay, V, uh, we're going to shotgun a Gatorade, because I want to see this for myself, and I also want – it to be kind of compared to maybe a normie like me right yeah so him and i had a shotgun contest and predictably it did not go well for me i actually think i shotgunned it pretty quickly 
And yeah. that's what people told me. But he, like, I mean, it's one second. It's one gulp, and he's just done. And it's, out, it's like, he is the peak, like, male mold. I don't know. He's got peak athleticism across the board if it's on the football field or off of it shotgunning, although we were on the field, shotgunning a can of Gatorade. He... He's a hard player not to like, and especially even during the Super Bowl, I was saw him wrecking that Chiefs battered offensive line. I was just like, man, I I don't like that. I like how this guy plays. It's one of those as a Chiefs fan. It's just like, ah, it's like I would love him on my team. So, yeah, um, yeah that defensive front, very very stiff, very sturdy. Let's get yeah. to your third point here, Carmen. Uh, what do you got for us? I mean, I think I want to kind of stay on defense, and I want to see the matchups with Travis Kelsey because that seems to be clearly Mahomes kind of safety blanket for the Chiefs still, which makes a lot of sense given Tyreek Hill's absence now um, from the team. So I I want to see who they match up with Travis Kelsey because he just is a complete matchup nightmare. Uh, he's huge. He can run. He's like a receiver. But then, you know, you can't really put a corner on him because he's too big for a corner. Mm-hmm. You can't put a linebacker on him because he's too fast for a linebacker. That being said, Bucks have a really good linebacker tandem in Levante David and yeah. Devin White. We've seen a lot more of Devin White kind of rushing up the middle, and he's gotten, I think, three sacks this year already, um, which is is on pace to be his most in a, in a season if he keeps this up. So I think he's paying a little bit more attention, and he's, he's more involved in the pass rush, I should say. That being said, I think Levante David is still one of the best coverage linebackers in the league, and he can go toe-to-toe with anybody. He can keep up with anybody. Um, but it will be interesting, too, because of just, again, the matchups that Travis Kelsey presents or the matchup nightmare that Travis Kelsey presents. And I think that to get back on track, I have to imagine that that's, it's, it's going to start between those two, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. It's a little bit different of a receiving core, or at least size-wise, mm-hmm. since the last time that the Bucks have seen the Chiefs. A lot bigger. MVS yeah. is a bigger wide receiver than, uh, you know, Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman being your one-two with Byron Pringle. Like those guys are a lot smaller uh, than yeah, MVS, Juju Smith-Schuster, Travis yeah. Kelsey now being your three. I, I'm curious to see how those all matchups do shake out. I, I really do yeah. like that. And to your point, those Bucks linebackers. There. Fun I, I want to give a shout out to you to, I don't know if this is another takeaway necessarily, but uh, what we're seeing a lot of from the Bucks defense and from the secondary in particular is this three safety rotation of Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal, Antoine Winfield Jr. And then you get Mike Edwards in there too. Like they have, a, they have depth and they're putting three safeties on the field and they're slotting a safety in that nickel, like that slot corner spot. Um, and it's resulted in more takeaways. They've gotten more interceptions. Um, like I said, they're absolutely stifling as far as a defense goes. And it's a big, a big reason of the, for that is because of these guys in the back end. And it's very confusing because quarterbacks are used to reading two safeties, you know, that are maybe in yeah. coverage. But now you can have both safeties in coverage, but then also have a safety nickel hybrid coming down in the box. They've been, they've been blitzing those guys. Right. Although I know Patrick Mahomes is very, very good against the blitz. That, that hasn't changed since the you know, last time that these teams match up. Um, but Todd Bowles has kind of figured out how to get pressure with maybe just four, uh, which has been the key. So you can leave guys in coverage and kind of, but I don't know. I don't know if that's that, like, you tell me if that's kind of a concern anymore because this receiver core isn't what it was with Tyreek Hill and they're getting it done in other ways. I don't know if you need all those guys back on the back end. Do you blitz? I don't know. 
Patrick Mahomes has been blitzed a whole lot this year, a lot more yeah. than than in years past. Yes. I think uh, the Cardinals started blitzing him. I think it was like, I can't remember what the number is, like in the eighty percent um, mm-hmm. rate of at the very first game. And you obviously saw Patrick Mahomes have a very good game against the Cardinals. Yes. But teams have continued to blitz him. Even, you know, Gus Bradley with the Colts, who didn't blitz him a whole lot, was like, I guess I'll try it out this time. Got the better of Mahomes. But it just seemed like a lot of things in that Colts game were just out of sync from the receivers to just everything like that. So if you can keep Patrick Mahomes out of sync, especially from a Tampa Bay perspective, throwing three safeties out there that you have to try to think about, I think is probably going to go in your favor, especially with the offensive line for the Chiefs. It's a little shaky right now. They're all dealing with their bumps and bruises early on in the season, and it's kind of showing in some areas. So that's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, Tom Bowles has schemed up Patrick Mahomes very well in the past. I think Tom, Bull- Tom Bowles is a very a phenomenal defensive coach. Um, yeah. And if, if you can scheme up Patrick Mahomes, you can, you can scheme up against anybody. Yeah, I was actually really shocked, and I think I commented on that. I tweeted about it. Um after seeing that how much Arizona was blitzing Patrick, I'm like, are we really just not worried about any of these receivers anymore? Like, do we just not care? And we're just, but like, he's also just so elusive that the blitz, the blitz isn't necessarily as effective against him just from that standpoint either, because he's not going to just necessarily stay in that pocket. And he's going to be able to make things happen from all around the backfield. I mean, we saw it every time that I've watched these two, these two teams play, you know, Mahomes, like you think the play is over you think the pocket's collapsing around him. You think that even like if he's out and he's running around, there's no one open. These guys are covering. <laughs> it's hard for a receiver or for cornerbacks and safeties to cover these receivers for four five, six seconds. Like that's, that's not what you're supposed to have to do, but you have to do it against Mahomes because he can make things happen later in the play when you think it's over. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's always a, an issue with Mahomes. And so I was just kind of like, ah, uh, are we really giving up on this receiver core when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback who can make things happen? I don't know. Well, it'll be very interesting to see if the Bucks kind of try and, and get pressure that way or if they do more, more of those simulated pressure looks where maybe they're showing a blitz and then they drop guys like Vita Vea back in coverage. <laughs> um, who, you know, Todd is not – Todd is known for doing things like that all of the time. Um, I was When I was going back and watching Packers film ahead of last week's matchup – week six of 2020 of the 2020 season um it was very funny because there was this one look and i remember calling it out at the time and then i talked about it afterwards they literally had a safety they had jordan whitehead lined up over the center as a nose tackle and they had Dominican sue lined up behind him in the second level as an inside linebacker it and then you had vita vea like flanked out or you had your tackles flanked out it was just like it wasn't vita because he was he was out then but i was like it was insane it was just like the most bizarre look. And I'm like, if you're a quarterback and you're looking at that, I don't know. We do with that. What do you, what are you supposed to, yeah, as an offensive yeah. line, what are you supposed to do with that? So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they mix things up and, and they try to get to Mahomes and kind of throw him off because get him out of rhythm a little bit and maybe get him a little frustrated like he was last game. Was certainly frustrated. There was a lot of frustration all around uh, from Chiefs fans to, you kind of see it on the field too with some of the players. So uh What's your fourth? Are we on number four here? Or is this your fourth? I think uh, maybe my the safeties confusing Mahomes might have been fourth. So maybe maybe we're uh, on the fifth now. But yeah, I, I, I I I want to go back to off for the the Bucks offense essentially because Chiefs aren't the only ones with the offensive line issues. That is also something that the Bucks have been dealing with ever since the second day of training camp when center Ryan Jensen went down, and you just have had some bad injury luck along that line that you that was already going to be switched up because Alex Kappa left in free agency, their right guard, 
left guard Ali Marpet retired. So you already had kind of new, new people along that interior add in now Robert Hainsey playing center for the first time in his career. Uh, and now you have a left tackle situation because Donovan Smith went out two games ago. Your backup to Donovan Smith, John, Josh Wells got hurt. So now this last game against the Packers, they're starting their third string left tackle. He's making his first NFL start ever. And he's having to, protect Tom Brady's blind side. Like yeah. talk about a really high pressure situation. And we saw, I did a film study about the Packers D line. They just attacked the left side of the Bucks line all day and it worked. And Tom Brady, you know, got sacked three different times. He was hurried a bunch more. Uh, the offense really was prevented from getting into any sort of rhythm because that pocket was just not reliable. And obviously for someone like Tom Brady, that's an issue. So now that you go into the chiefs game and you guys have a defense in front of your own and I would, I would think that they're going to end up trying to exploit that if Donovan Smith isn't back. Now, Donovan Smith was a question mark this last game. They thought maybe he could go, maybe he couldn't. He, he returned to practice. I would expect that he's going to try and go this week. But even if he's there, that's still like he's not going to be 100%. He's dealing with an elbow issue that's more of a pain management issue with his elbow. Um, that's very, very painful. And then you've got a rookie at left guard and that you got Robert Hainsey at center, who is honestly though, I, I saw him take on Kenny Clark from the Packers over and over and over again. And he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, I think that Hainsey has by far and away exceeded anyone's expectations of what he can do at center. Uh, you can't replace a guy like Ryan Jensen, but Hainsey is sure he's, he's doing his job and he's doing it well. And I'm really proud of him on a personal note, <laughs> but uh, this is going to be a big test for sure for this offensive line to see if they can get any offensive rhythm going. Absolutely. And I'm sure Chiefs fans will not have any sympathy for Bucks fans when it Absolutely comes to not. offensive line troubles uh, when facing <laughs> these two teams. Um, but no, the offensive lines for both, uh, for both of these teams, kind of uh, kind of an area of, of concern, uh, which yeah. is, is odd because I can, you know, the Bucks having a really good offensive line, the chiefs uh, coming into this year, very confident in their offensive line. Hasn't quite looked the same, uh, for really both of these teams. Tr still trying to figure it out week. What was it four already week four? Is still week trying four. to think, figure things out. Is that crazy? It's it quarter of the way really through fast. the season, like almost now that there's 17 games, but right. the quarter of the way through the season, like where's the time going already? Happened really fast. Uh, do you have another t thing to watch for, or do we get all the things that we need to watch for? Yeah, I think I think that's kind of five, but I'm trying to think of maybe something else. Uh, Bonus offensively. I mean, I'm gonna like I. The Bucks need to be a more balanced on offense too. I think, and especially given that these receivers aren't like there's just a lot of shuffling around with the receiver core. Um, you're gonna need to get. Leonard Fournette a little bit more involved. I mean, the Packers had a really have a really good rushing defense too. So that was one of the things where they were able to shut down Leonard Fournette. Neither team had a good day on the ground, which is why neither team had a good offense uh, last week. So I think that that's something that they'll lean on a little bit more between Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, who was their draft pick out of Arizona State, which is my old alma mater. Go Devils. Um, I think that he's he's such a pro-ready back as it is, and I know the coaches really like him, so I would be interested to see if he gets a little bit more work this week. Um, but you definitely saw Tom Brady like going to some of his safety nets. Like Cam Brate had more targets in this last game, tight end, because of uh, I think just because of the fact that Tom knows him and he doesn't know any of these other receivers that he's trying to throw to. He knows Cam's ticks, he knows like, like he's he's got the timing down with Cam, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but the Bucks are running some interesting, some more kind of multiple tight end sets, multiple running back sets, because they now have Co-Keep, who's a tight end, but acts as a fullback sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to be very interested to see what the Bucks do to kind of spark this offense, because they're going to need to score points if they're going to win. Your, your defense is literally averaging, not like letting up nine points a game. That's their average. You should be able to be winning games at this point. I, you know, I just got off a show before we, before we got on here outside the trenches where I said, you know, BJ asked me, he said, what do you think about this game? I was like, I just think that the chiefs offense can score more points than the bucks offense can. And like, well, they're like, wow, great analysis. But I was like, no, I mean, (laughs) if you, if you think about it, it's like these two teams have a lot of similarities. And I see a lot of the, I see a lot of the chiefs and the bucks and a lot of the bucks and the chiefs. Um, Maybe some of the issues aren't the exact same. They, they're kind of dealing with some of the same issues. Um, yeah. So when, when it comes to that, I, I'm going to be really excited to see how this game shakes out again. We'll be on Sunday night. We'll be Sunday night football still, regardless of where it's played, um, is still up in the air. Uh, That's Carmen- actually probably my other point, because I wanted to bring this up too. Yeah. The Bucks are practicing in Miami, which is great. Um, but that means that their off day was spent on Tuesday driving down to Miami. And a lot of people evacuating their families, their pets, all like, you know, taking all of their essentials with them. Um, the Bucks were gracious enough to say that family members could come with them, uh, with the players and stuff to come down and evacuate to Miami with them. But that also means from a football standpoint that these guys didn't get any rest on Tuesday. And it's a, it's a pretty high stress situation as it is um, just having to obviously leave your home, evacuate because of a hurricane. You have no idea what's going to happen there. So even if this game I mean, it's going to go off on Sunday, but the Bucks have been dealing with things off of the field that yeah. I think could bleed into this game a little bit. Just human nature. I mean, like, I can't imagine having to get all of that stuff ready and together and then drive down to Miami, which is almost a four-hour drive from Tampa, with all of your stuff, with your pets, with your family, all that kind of stuff, and making sure everybody's good and that your house is okay and all that other stuff. So that's probably my other my, my main takeaway, too, is I want to make yeah. sure that – People take that into consideration, right? These people, these players are humans. I think a lot of times yeah. we forget that is they're definitely they're humans too. Uh, we see that, uh, and this is one of those situations where you really get to see that. Um, it's gonna be gonna be a tough environment, uh, regardless uh, for yeah. for either of these teams too. I mean, if the Chiefs have to you know, go into Minnesota is a little bit different than going to Tampa Bay, right? I know it's a it's a dome and everything, but there's there's gonna be adjustments. I'm not saying that the Chiefs adjustments will be harder than the bucks obviously their adjustments are harder um but carmen i appreciate you joining me last question before i get you out of here who has more pressure in this game do the chiefs have more pressure to win this game or do the bucks have more pressure to win this game uh, um i would probably say the chiefs do just because the like but yes both teams lost this last week but I think you feel better about the loss if you're the Bucks because you know that, hey, you were down a bunch of receivers. You're going to get those guys back. Same with the offensive line. Like, the outlook is fine. Um, and I think for the Chiefs, kind of the same thing applies at the same time because, obviously, the Chiefs lost that game as far as I'm concerned. The Colts did not win it. Right. Um, that Like, that's kind of my outlook on it. But when it's the Colts versus the Packers, who the Packers are thought to be one of the top teams in the conference – uh, versus the Colts, who are not one of the top teams in the AFC. I feel like the bounce back for the Chiefs, there's a lot more pressure on that. Um, at the same time, these are both really good teams. So I, whoever comes out uh, in the win column 
is going to feel good. Whoever comes out in the loss column, though, not that there are more moral victories in this league, but if the Bucks get through this game with everything they've had going on this week, uh, and and just make it to the game. I think that's a win in and of itself. Um, yeah, for all those reasons too, I think that the Bucks maybe don't have as much pressure on them because I think people will understand there's an asterisk on this game for the Bucks given how much of the other stuff that they're having to put up with. So, Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have more pressure on them to win this game for sure. Yeah, good point. I like it. Carmen, thank you for joining me. Uh, let the people know where they can find your work at. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carmie V. That's C-A-R-M-I-E-V. Uh, but my work is all published on FoxSports.com. I am their NFC North writer. So I'm dealing with the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings. And uh, I also do some stuff kind of in and around Chicago, given that's where I am located. So if you ever, if you have a, a, an affinity for the Chicago Bears or any of the NFC North teams, come check me out. One of my best friends is a Chicago Bears fan. Um, oh, I'll, make, I'll make sure to, my, <laughs> make sure my, my to send him your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, appreciate you joining me. Uh, thank you guys for watching this video all the way to the end. Make sure to like and subscribe to it. If you're listening on the audio platforms, give us a rating. Leave a review. Let us know how you like the show and the program. BJ Kissel will be back tomorrow with Trevor Sycamore Pro Football Focus. They're going to have it out about Patrick Mahomes and the rating. Um, they're going to go at it. For it. So I make sure you get in for that one. Yeah, two of my be... favorites in this industry, BJ and Trev. Trevor's amazing, isn't he? Oh, he's he's, awesome. he's wonderful. And BJ's my boss, so yeah. That... So he's awesome, but no, BJ's so he's also, awesome. He's a great yeah, one. BJ's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So thank you everybody for watching and listening. BJ will be back tomorrow. Until next week, I will see you guys on Thursday. So I'll talk to you later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.